Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What's up? Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. I'm producer Lauren, and today, four states reported record-breaking sales in July. Virginia, originally waiting until 2024 to start adult use sales, is now considering speeding up that timeline. And big stock news after we play the name that strain, but first, give us a like and subscribe. It helps us spread the good word of weed, which YouTube desperately does not want us to do. And now, Tom and Miggy with the news. What's up, everybody? Miggy is detained because he is at work. Me, I am also at work. My job's just not what his is. Uh, and so thank you so much for joining us. My name's Tom, Cannabis Legalization News. We have four states reporting record-breaking marijuana sales in July, according to the Marijuana Moment. Uh, July was an especially productive and profitable month for the operators in the cannabis industry. Retailers made record-breaking sales in at least four states. I'm trying to move that for just a moment, and then we're going to try to rephrase into that one. Awesome. The Prairie State, which of course is Illinois, saw nearly $128 million in recreational cannabis purchases last month, more than double total monthly sales from a year ago. People bought 2.8 million individual cannabis products in July, which rang the register for 85 million. Oh, wait, the IDPFR regulated uh, reported that in-state residents bought 85 million uh, in marijuana or 69% of the total, while out-of-state visitors accounted for $42 million in sales. So anybody out there that has won a dispo that was wondering if maybe they should locate uh, near the border, Call me. Uh, July marks the fifth consecutive of the month that the Illinois' adult use market has topped over $100 million. If that trend continues, the state is on track to see more than $1 billion in adult use marijuana sales. Of course, we, as we call it here in Illinois, cannabis sales in 2021. Maine. Maine is up. Maine has got a uh, lottery round coming up next month in September. If you want to get in as a dispo in Maine, uh, hook us up over at Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. Uh, can't wait to help some people in Maine. I need to get back to one of them. Uh, adult use marijuana sales in Maine reached $9.4 million, which is a 45% increase from the prior month's record. Cannabis business owners on the ground... Uh, <laughs> On the ground credit of the 4th of July, no, nah, there should have been a comma after ground. Credit the 4th of July holiday on tourism for the spike. The main office of marijuana policy reported 93,500 in cannabis sales tax revenue for the month of July. And turning to Michigan, they were actually able to bring in a whopping 
That is a whopping 171 million in cannabis transactions. There was 128 million in adult use sales. You know, basically the exact same that Illinois did, except Michigan has uh, approximately two or three million people less. So sales will continue to increase as Michigan is a more mature market than Illinois. 128 million in adult use sales, 43 million in medical cannabis sales for July. The total sales translates to 23 million in tax revenue for the, um, what is Michigan's state name? It's not the Badger State. That's one state over in Wisconsin. Is it the Wolverine State? Is it the state of 10,000 lakes or did Michigan and Minnesota get that one? For July, total sales. Uh, last week, state officials also awarded a $20 million in marijuana tax revenue to fund a pair of research projects meant to investigate the therapeutic potential of cannabis for military veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder. Good for them. And Missouri, for the first time, Missouri medical cannabis sales have topped $20 million dollars in July. Analysts say record-breaking figures are largely attributed to the combination of new dispensaries opening and growing patient enrollment in the state's medical marijuana program. So if you are a Missouri resident, you should become a medical marijuana patient because then you can grow, I believe it's up to 12 plants. They have a very good patient home grow program and their uh, medical program is is growing every day. And a group of marijuana activists in the show me state, you see, I know that one, Missouri was the show me state, recently filed for four separate initiatives to put marijuana reform on the state's 2022 ballot, a move that comes as other advocacy groups are prepping separate efforts to collect signatures for cannabis ballot petitions of their own. And if you live in one of those states that do allow cannabis ballot initiatives, uh, give it a shot and read what you have to do, see how many signatures you need. In Wyoming, it was only like 100 signatures to move it forward and organize because if you can put it on the ballot, it will probably pass. And if you can't put it on the ballot, uh, I believe there are some states that are doing not necessarily ballot initiatives, but they are putting questions to the voters over whether or not they think it's a good idea before the legislature wades into the water. Shout out to West Virginia. They do need to get the ball rolling. They have actually awarded cannabis licenses, medical cannabis licenses in West Virginia over a year ago, I want to say. And they're still waiting on their dispensary card. And they also have no dispensaries. And medical marijuana sometimes is a really slow rollout. Uh, for example, in Missouri with the state population of, I think, about 6 million people. Uh, they came online in 2018, and they still are only doing $20 million in cannabis sales. When did Missouri pass medical marijuana? I want to say it was in 2018. Yes, on 2018, voters approved Amendment 2, a ballot initiative to legalize medical marijuana. So uh, 2019 to now, what, approximately two and a half years, and they're only at $20 million. Uh, in annual and monthly sales in Missouri. So uh, get licensed in Missouri if you can become a patient. And if you can't become a patient because you know you do not have a qualifying condition, but you want the option to have marijuana as a treatment, uh, lobby your state elected officials to amend your cannabis laws. Cannabis laws amend all the time, all the time. And speaking of cannabis laws amending, the New Jersey weed industry rules will come this week, bringing a state a big step closer to legal sales. Who is reporting that? 
NJ.com is reporting that the rules for in New Jersey will come this week. Shout out to people in New Jersey that are trying to get their applications in order. It, it will be a competitive application, and therefore you are going to need uh, to be very complete and follow all of the rules, every single one, and have somebody double check your work always. New Jersey's commission to regulate the sale of cannabis this week will adopt its initial rules and regulations according to the law firm Vincente Cedarberg, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission will adopt new cannabis regulations tomorrow, August 19th, and is expected to announce winners of the 2019 request for applications that have been bogged down in litigation for two years. Originally, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission was to meet Thursday at noon and plans to adopt rules then, according to the latest agenda. The legal cannabis law signed by Governor Murphy set that deadline of August 21st for the uh, commission to establish the rules. And while the new law lays out the types of cannabis business license, that will be available in New Jersey, the commission still has a lot of power. For example, there is a thousand plant micro grow license in New Jersey. What's the next level up after that? We have to see how they are going to regulate canopy space for uh, cannabis cultivators in the Garden State, also know that one, no idea what Michigan's called. And that will be something that will allow the thousand plant operation to graduate to not just having outside investment ownership, but also more than a thousand plants. So you're, you're only really having 400 and flower at any one particular given time. Um, once again, when you are passing a cannabis law in your state, always advocate for the flowering canopy space because it just makes so much more sense when you look at the uh, cannabis operations and how you need to veg out all these plants. But whatever, whatever, maybe the regs, rules and regulations will change. We will see. While the law, okay, it will oversee the licensing, the, the CRC will oversee the licensing of all new businesses and allocation of tax revenues to communities harmed by marijuana prohibition. It'll be interesting to see if these impact zones, as they are calling them in New Jersey, will become the new epicenters of all the licenses awarded. It has happened in other states, so be careful, you teams in New Jersey. Once the commission adopts its rules, the real countdown to legal cannabis sales begin. The panel will ultimately decide when sales can start, but must pick a date that falls within 180 days of August 19th. So for sales to start in early 2022, the New Jersey needs to adopt its rules. Uh, Illinois adopted rules, then they had emergency rules, then they changed those rules, and that's how we got a lottery. I'm not sure if that's going to happen in New Jersey, but it's happened before. New Jersey currently only has businesses licensed to grow, process, and sell medical marijuana to authorized patients, but the state can allow these dispensaries to sell to the public, too, once they have enough product to meet both patient demand and that of those 21 and older. Patient demand has been defined before in New Jersey. It was, I believe, 2.5 ounces per patient per every two weeks. That yields a particular number. That amount of cannabis product needs to be on hand. And then over on top of that will be the adult use market. During Thursday's meeting, which by the way is tomorrow, commissioners will summarize the rules. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Then they will be posted to the commission's website. You can participate in the public session tomorrow at noon Eastern. Clear my calendar. What am I doing tomorrow at noon Eastern? I, I realize that I have a lot of people that are... Looking to see what I'm doing tomorrow at noon, including myself. 
including myself, I, I, I close out of my calendar before I do the news. And then I'm like, oh, man, I better not have anything on my calendar when that stuff happens tomorrow, because these rules are going to be available just two days before municipalities must decide if they will allow or restrict or ban weed businesses from their borders. Half of the state appears that it's about to opt out. So your real estate play in your New Jersey operations are about to become vastly more important, so much so that the community, the municipality may also then limit the number of licenses that that little area will have. So you're going to have a, a, a mass concentration of where these applicants are going to be focused and how few there will actually be available. Buckle up, New Jersey. The law gives cities and towns the autonomy to decide where and how many and what types of businesses they're going to welcome. But some local officials have said it's difficult to navigate the process without available rules and regulations from the commission. Many have decided to ban businesses for now, moratorium style, and then wait later on until they see the monies. Nearly 200 towns have already banned cannabis businesses, according to an analysis by the NJ Advance Media. Tell you what, when I don't have somebody here to banter with, I can whip through the news quite a bit faster. So what is on my calendar tomorrow at that particular time? It's what I'm wondering. Uh, we are going to give a shout out to a real OG here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, before that, I wanted to, to kind of shill for the tour that is no longer really going. Uh, we will not be able to make it to Philly next week because the tri-state event has been postponed. And we will not be able to make it to Ohio in September 9th because that event has also been postponed. If you still want to get a shirt, though, hit me up on Instagram at Cannabis Industry Lawyer or stick around until the end and we will give one away when the show wraps up you know it, it stinks that the uh, delta variant came by and uh, really kicked numbers up we're looking at uh, a ne canacon in atlantic city in october 2nd in new jersey we're going to try to hit that it should be real hot uh, especially if these rules drop tomorrow on august 19th and then my hometown of peoria illinois has their first well romano vekish dipish uh I'm totally sorry for butchering your name by the way but uh, you can get one by uh, getting us at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and getting in touch, touch with us there or just follow me on IG and then slide in my DMs. And uh, with us now, joining What's us up? from Weed is Miggy. Miggy, you're getting here just in time for us to get to the uh, shout Thanks, out Beth. to Beth Ratliff, the super sticker for $4.99. Uh, we were talking about New Jersey and trying to give them a whole bunch of advice and counsel for the crazy rules that should be coming down tomorrow. And I was trying to clear my calendar, but I couldn't see my calendar. And I will guarantee you there's crap on it tomorrow at nine uh, at that time. Exciting, you know, for the Garden State to finally be turning. Mm. Which reminds me, what is the state name or slogan for Michigan? The what state? I don't think it's the shit state. Uh, the uh, uh, John Sinclair state. I have no idea. It it's should the be. Hash bass state. <laughs> Definitely the hash bass. Hey, yeah. man, I just saw a thing in the, the news today uh, about the final and official Seattle Hemp Fest counseling this year's uh, uh, uh festival uh but instead in lieu of they're doing like trash cleanups and stuff around the city which is kind of cool so those crazy stoners are doing crazy shit out there they certainly are they certainly are so did you already uh, address the beginnings we already addressed the beginnings i don't know where the 420 there it is i was trying to find that over oh. it's 420 somewhere thanks for joining us <laughs> 
Where's the ding ding ding? There should be a bumper. I'm not high. You're high. All right. I almost got to my calendar for tomorrow. <laughs> I was hey. working on I, a, a small cloud happened into my my lungs, and then I was trying to find out what, if anything, was on my calendar at the time that the New Jersey rules are supposed to drop tomorrow. And oh. uh, now I think though the the thing that we really have to get uh, and, and move on is something we talked about last night. We actually came on, and as soon as we got off. The YouTube marked it as 18 plus. And if you are 18 plus, welcome. This is the channel for you. And if you're not, wait until next year when you can vote, buddy. Uh, and so it was immediately knocked down. And we were talking about uh, OG Eddie Lepp. And so we wanted to give him a uh, shout. Do we have a bumper for him? I think we should just do a rip for him. We got a bumper for OG Eddie Lepp? We do. We should do a, a rip for him. Let's do it. That was fucking beautiful. I think I just cried. Yeah, it's it's too bad. And uh, 1952 to 2021, High Times is reporting that legendary cannabis advocate Eddie Lepp has passed away. Vietnam vet. Vietnam veteran. Lepp's wife, Sandra Castaneda, posted on Facebook about the tragic news on August 16th. This morning at 2 a.m., my husband, Charles Edward Lepp, a.k.a. OG Eddie Lepp, passed away in his sleep. He, he was just a, a gruff guy, man. I really enjoyed his company. I mean, it was a that was a cool time that we got to hang out with him, man. Right. And, you know, it's I, I only got to meet him once at Hempfest. And then you'd see him uh, as one of those friends that you have on the Internet. But yeah, uh, yeah. and he, he posted on his speaking of his Instagram account, which is, you know, go follow him at OG Eddie Lepp, OG underscore Eddie Lepp, that is. Uh, hi, everybody. It's been a while since I said anything. So I thought, thought I'd shoot out a little update. I have cancer of the bone now and it's pretty rampant from my chest to my toes. And we're going to have to change therapies to try to win this battle. But uh, at least I got a couple more months and maybe a couple more years. So just keep them cards and letters coming. Keep buying that art. I love you all. And thank you so much for giving me a reason to live. I did not know that Eddie was an artist. Yeah. And and so since news of this passing, thousands of fans are leaving notes on his website, Facebook page. And it's truly the, the people he's touched and, and, and met, man, like amazing that the pluffer. Well, I think too early cannabis, you know, they're like we talked about with community. You know, you had to be a community. You know, there was this, you know, uh, honor among thieves, you know, and stitches gets, you know, snitches get stitches, you know, just the plethora of things. That we well, say. you know, it's, it's kind of hard to, to maintain a criminal enterprise if you keep talking about it, guys. Stop that. You know, I was doing nothing. I went bowling. Well, that's why Han Solo was a shitty smuggler. I don't care what anybody says. The fact that he was famous. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's what it's my beef with like rap music. I'm like, you don't talk about like you're a shitty drug dealer if you're telling everybody you're at the corner of so and so. I'm just, 
I don't know if it's uh, if that maybe I'm not sure if they were drug dealers. They might still some. I'm sure some were because uh, they do mention how they go to this place called the trap quite often. And so uh, uh, but maybe they enjoyed the trap and lifestyle and, and you know, the the danger of it. You know, I'm sure that you get a heck of an adrenaline rush from being one of those outlaws and knowing that somebody could come kicking the door and that's the end of you today and forever. Or maybe they're just talking about survivalists and they're just all like setting up all these booby traps all over. I, I you nothing. see, back when, when <laughs> Miggy was not in for the banter, it was just me drably reading and stumbling over words in the news and wondering where my calendar is. <laughs> Dude, I love going over the old beginning video sometimes. I'm like, oh, shit. Here's where we're, oh, there's me, our first episode. And then as we growl up, it's pretty cool to watch. I, I am having a nope. Uh, no, no, I, I do. I am busy the whole hour, the whole damn hour. Uh, and so it'll be uh, me going like, refresh, browser, refresh. And then uh, eventually you'll get the rules. And that's when I'll I'll tell people to start chopping them up. So that's coming live tomorrow for the New Jersey ones, right? That's the rumor. Rumor has it. That's going to be exciting, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, we got Ohio going on there. Michael, shout out to you. Ohio activists submit revised marijuana legalization petition for 2022 ballot after state rejected earlier version. Marijuana moment. Thank you. Go figure the state rejected, though. Ohio activists on Friday submitted a revised petition to put marijuana legalization on the ballot. The development comes on some as some state lawmakers are pushing a separate plan to legalize cannabis. Ruh-roh. So we got the, 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 the legislature is now trying to get involved. Now they did this in uh, uh, New York, though. They had two competing bills. And then the more social equity bill was the one that won, the MRTA, as opposed to the CURTA. So there's probably going to be competing bills in Ohio. And then which one can they get over the line? Uh, you know, we'll see. And I, I hate to say it, but like, I mean, again, I'm not happy with the 502 leg- legislation we have here, regulation, but it's, and, it, and it's not better than what it was. <laughs> But it is better in the sense that the, the public can share and uh, people come here to vacation. You know, you couldn't come out here on vacation before. You had to get your medical card and go through the whole hoop of law. But uh, now you just come over here and it's like buying apples. You know, before legalization was out here, dude, because of medical, I was a guy that family would call just when they needed a, that weed. Like, you don't call me during the rest of the week, but now you need weed? Fuck you. But, you know, but now it's legal. Like, you go to the store. You got money. It's great. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I remember going to the store in uh, uh, where were we? Buckley, Buckley, Washington. And so Miggy oh, yeah. and I and then Josh Kincaid, shout out to the Talking Edge. Go check, check out and subscribe to his channel. Uh, we went to this. This They're called pot shops in Washington State. Sounds pretty, um, you know, innocent, doesn't it? pot shops or pot stores yeah whatever and so uh it was a great price it was like 37 dollars out the door for a high quality eighth that had wonderful flavor and that was just nice good bag of peel uh can't complain about it i mean how can you complain about a 37 dollar great eighth yeah you, you seem to enjoy it quite well too yeah i did i did i had a wonderful time now uh what what else is going on in that uh well, so the, the 
The Coalition of to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, CTRMLA, launched its ballot effort last month after turning a measure with more than the requisite re- initial <laughs> thousand signatures. And yeah, so there yeah. you go. Don't forget to organize if you live in a state where you can. Find out that signature level, and if you can hit it, go do it. No, seriously, though, that, that you know, and especially so that beard irony, right? If you're 18, 19, 20, mm-hmm. get your ass out there and, and get these signatures because by the time you're 21, you'll be able to yeah. get legal weed. That's right. By the time you're 21 and you're still going to want to, like, you know, have some weed and not get arrested, that will be a thing for you. Exactly. And, and that's just amazing to think about. Like, if right now, all the young folks of voting age, even 17 year olds, you know, 17 mm-hmm. year olds can actually get involved because they have a year pending. But imagine they have a lot of 18 year old friends. I would imagine so. And there are seven parts of the summary that the official identified as problematic. Uh, wait a second. This is somebody who's trying to point out problems. It does not properly advise of a potential signer of a proposed measure's characters or limitations. I love when they start to get parliamentary procedure on ballot initiatives. And they're like the uh, the one in Florida was hilarious where they, they the Supreme Court said that the people signing the petition were confused that they were legalizing it at a federal level. And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. what's the difference then? That's even better. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but also like, what is it? Dakotas where they uh, the, the two two questions yeah where it's a single question rule on those yeah. types of things but uh, attorney general dave yos now has another 10 days to look over the revised summary language and make a determination as to whether advocates can begin collecting more signatures toward qualifying for the ballot unlike past efforts the new initiative is statutory rather than a constitutional proposal hmm. yeah. now, if supporters collect 132,887 ballot signatures from registered voters, the legislature will then have four months to adopt the measure, reject it or adopt it and amend the version. I, I think that's possible. I love it, though. It's like telling the legislature this is exactly like Arizona in 97. And we hope that it doesn't end like Arizona in 97. What's the population in Ohio? Uh, I'm not sure what the population in Ohio is. I want to say it's in the ballpark of 12 million, though. It's in the the same, uh, you know, I put it alongside Illinois in terms of population. Yeah, so we're asking for like 0.10% to, to just signatures. Like that, that, that should be right. feasible. I imagine. Did you see the, uh, did we add the, uh, the Gallup poll to the, to, to the list of things? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Perhaps we'll be getting to the Gallup poll, but let's look at the legislation. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, so these Ohio lawmen. Wait, wait, is that the actual uh, compelling legislation or no? There it is, the proposed one: uh, legalization of possession of 2.5 ounces of cannabis for adults 21 and older, and 15 uh, grams of concentrate. An individual can uh, grow six plants for personal use with a maximum of 12 per household. 10% sales tax would be imposed on cannabis sales. Not bad. With Good revenue, rate. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. With revenue being divided up, social equity and jobs programs, 36 percent. Nice. Localities mm-hmm. that allow adult use enterprises to operate in the area, 36 percent. Nicer. Education and substance and misuse programs, 25 percent. Eh. Administration costs of implementing the system, 3 percent. That's amazing. It implements itself. Yeah, that's that's pretty brilliant, man. And it's going in the direction of the diversion. I'm sorry, the division of cannabis control. And that's very similar to other states. They call it the CRC in New Jersey. We're talking about it a great deal. And that that is going to be the regulatory authority that will have the ability to license, regulate, investigate and penalize adult use cannabis operators. (laughs) 
adult use laboratory uh, testing labs and individuals required to be licensed like employees for example it's a notable departure from the failed 2015 reform initiative which faced criticism from advocates because of oh <laughs> oligopolistic model oligopolistic yeah it's, it was an oligopolistic model and i did not like that it was only giving fiefdoms to uh, you know just a very few people oh so it would have granted exclusive control over cannabis productions to the very few funders who paid for the measure on the ballot, a.k.a. rent-seeking behavior, plain as day. Wasn't that with the one with the guy from NSYNC or some shit? Like one of those boy bands? <laughs> Would not surprise me in the slightest. Nick <laughs> Lachey, that's what it was. 90 degrees. That, uh, Lauren, I'm not even asking you why you know that name. I'm yeah. not even asking <laughs> Now, let's let's contrast the uh, ballot that they have uh, in that one with uh, an Ohio lawmakers uh, statute that they formally introduced last month for marijuana possession to regulate and uh, legalize its uh, possession, production and sale. Uh, That legislation would legalize possession of up to five ounces for adults 21 and older. Nice. Yeah. Well, so like, yeah, you know what? It's funny. You're reading the other one and I was on the other one and it's they're pretty similar. Right. Because the they both have home grow, cultivate just they just say up to twelve plants in this one. Uh includes different. Yes, yeah. This one has more uh ex, you know, expungement for prior convictions. I wonder if the other ballot is has that aspect of social equity with the automatic expungement of their records. It gives less tax to the municipalities that agree to come in. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so 15% opposed to 36. I was, you know, this is the whole reason for legalization will help fund your neighborhoods, will help fund your roads. It's it's going to the K to 12 education on here and infrastructure. So why don't, and I love it, 35% to K to 12 education and 35% to infrastructure, which means you're funding your schools on something that's not property taxes because property taxes disproportionately favor wealthy people's schools. Unfortunately, Governor Mike DeWine is likely to oppose the legislative effort, given his record, but a voter-led initiative could create a different opportunity for advocates. Well, I hope so, man. I really hope. I really hate these these people in power who decide that, hey, thank you for putting me in power. Now I decide that you're wrong this time. Right. Last you time right cool. you put me here. And that's why I have to tell you you're wrong when it comes to weed. Seriously, though, man. Uh, so uh, next one, uh, marijuana farmers. Wait, before we oh, move on to that one, I yeah. do have the answer to what's the population to Ohio, which is, oh. which is the Buckeye State, by the way. And and uh, uh, Lauren uh, actually prompted us uh, earlier. It's the Great Lake State or it's the Wolverine State. And uh, I'm going to go with that one instead. But the population of Ohio is essentially the same population as Michigan, but with one million more. Eleven point seven million in Ohio. 12.7 million in Illinois, and I want to say 10.7 million in Michigan. So those three wow. states are, are very close uh, in population density with one another. I'm almost like a demographic, too, if you think about it. Like most Michigan, yeah, but Michigan might only be like 10 million. And so that's kind of when I, because when you spend your, your professional life uh, estimating market segments of things, you, you look at populations and demographics and you use them to make models regarding financial projections. Well, and also, like, I imagine the canvassers who are getting signatures. Or, I mean, everything, 
data can give you an advantage if you know what you're looking at and how to approach it, right? Like, right. It's 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 nine point nine million. So like, Michigan's ten, Illinois is almost thirteen, and Ohio's twelve. So and Michigan sold more weed than Illinois did last time. So and even though Illinois has three million more people, so the runway for Illinois is is pretty good. But how much of that weed went out of state? Forty uh, percent of it. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying like that's that's what I'm talking about. So well, who cares? I mean, like that's oh, yeah. Wisconsin's yeah. problem. That's Indiana's problem. That's Kentucky's problem. It's Iowa's problem, and to a certain extent, it's Missouri's problem. Right? No, I agree. I, it's just it's also your problem once you get pulled over. True, especially in those jurisdictions. Exactly. Right. I mean, unfortunately, I hate. I'm not trying to laugh it's more of a painful smile of like you're wrong no matter what like your your your, your medical card is not gonna protect you this is not you do not have the expectation of rights when you pull into kentucky right when you pull into iowa that's on you bro yeah unfortunately that's yeah. it uh i got a panel that's funny i don't know what that means all right next story marijuana uh, farmers at greater risk of taking own lives amid hardships according to the california industry officials are warning mj biz daily in january 2020 david drips hit a breaking point the u.s Navy veteran and former general contractor had been trying for more than three years to get one acre permit to farm cannabis in his home region of sonoma county <laughs> crazy uh but all he had to do was establish was a small 6,200 square foot cultivation area that wasn't enough to pay the bills or care for his wife and two children drips the co-owner of petaluma hill farms was almost 750,000 in debt because of seemingly endless cycle government inspections expert reviews zoning hearings and attorney fees there was no end in sight so drips made a decision i'm sure there was infrastructure expenses as well i mean i'm, I'm oh yeah i'm assuming he's not just out 750 large uh because he was an outdoor farmer um but yeah. i don't know well i think too you know the cannabis farmer has uh, an un- it's it's against him right now right no 280e no even here in washington the, the infrastructure the hemp farmer has more rights than the cannabis farmer here in washington state right like that that's ridiculous besides yep. the seed to sell you know that's another issue uh, all this, uh, and then and the experts, you know, I was just thinking about today, like how many fucking av- advisors are out there? How many, how many consultants, right? People who are, are haven't even been in industry. As soon as a, a legal state hits, boom, a hundred consultants come out. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing how people can consult so quickly into an industry that they know nothing of, but, um, yet they do. It's America. You know, they had a dream uh, and their dream was to be a consultant of something they didn't know anything about. It's great. <laughs> but as I'm saying, though, so like this poor guy probably, you know, just trying to do his best, though. You shelling out, do all kinds of things. That's why. Well, it's a, like, it's the high barriers to entry aspect. And it's really the um, what are the goals that we're trying to accomplish here? And how are you supposed to have an industry that's going to provide for the small farmer, you know, uh, and and the small business owner, as opposed to just overregulating them and overtaxing them into conglomerates? So if you're going to overregulate and overtax them into conglomerates, at least do it with the same rules that you used for alcohol so that we can have a lot of you know, mom and pop bar owners and a lot of mom and pop uh, creators of the, the, the spirits and beers, you know? Yeah, no, ideally, that's how it should be. Yes. And then, I, you know, it's going to be, I think, another 10 years before we get to that ideally part again. Like, yeah. you know. Well, 10 years, dude. I mean, it didn't really it went fast like being there 
boy, that was a blur in my 30s. But um, it didn't necessarily go fast in terms of like cannabis. It's a lot further out than it is, but there's still a long road to hoe. I'd say that you are you're about a third of the way there. Because the, the, the prejudice in Mississippi, I'm sure, is completely different than in Washington. Yeah, but I mean, as much as I, oh, I have faith, I know the same person in Mississippi thinks murder is wrong, just as like I do in Washington State. The same person, you know, in Mississippi thinks that rape is wrong, like I do in Washington. Like, there's all these things that we can agree on. We all eat, drink, shit, piss, you know, like to have sex. What is this like big difference? We're all Americans. We're all, you know, we're all got the same, I would think, agenda, right? We all just want to go by our day. Yeah. Citizens, you know, and live well, we want to have a, a fair shot to be able to start a business that we believe in. And it's just really difficult. And so trying to strike a right balance between the tax realities of operating in the cannabis space and the regulatory reality realities of operating in the cannabis space uh, so that you can have a small farmer and, you know, there's a way forward for that person. You know, it's just capital is intense in the industry. Let me show you something really pretty, though. I think you guys might get a kick out of this. Uh, the Canvas Voter Project, they, 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 they uh, tweeted it this morning. And uh, it's a really cool gift uh, showing legalization because people voted. Check this because out. Because voting. Yes. Yeah. So like 96, you just slowly watch it evolve. These are right. all the medical states. And then 2012. Did you see how Arizona like took until 10 because of what happened in 97? But it's going. I mean, it's going. And we still, I guess, you know, with that, looking at that, you're you're about half, you're, you're, you're about two thirds medical and about half, and not even quite, about a third uh, rack. And so you still have time, you know? Well, and I remember early thinkings was, well, if more than half the states will get medical, clearly the rest of America has got to wisen up. Well, we're, we're, we're at that point now. No. Nope. <laughs> Do they? Do they have to wisen up? Are you sure? Yeah. And I, but I blame the the process, the legislation, the way we have to go about things. Because Texas would be legal by now. I think every Texan I know is okay with weed. Well, I don't know about that. But uh, I know that it's a lot and it's a growing uh, majority. And it is. It's a majority of people. But then it's one of those deals where uh, money's on the table and people want it. And yeah. so by making it go from being an illicit enterprise to a regulated enterprise, uh, people want to catch that cash flow. And then also people are still got a lot of misconceptions about the plant. So it's regulated like it's plutonium as opposed to like it's bourbon you know yeah yeah so you know the gentleman we're talking about drips he did try to attempt suicide but he's not the only one in 2019 for instance there was a rash of hemp farmer suicides after disappointing harvest season you know this is you can't go into agriculture expecting to be rich right i, I mean now unfortunately these mso's these big creepy mso's have enough money but if you're a small mom and pop and you take a hundred thousand dollar loss I don't know about you, but no, a, a failed crop could put a small farmer out of business. I mean, yeah. if you have all this expectation with weight that's going to come through and your product doesn't test, that isn't, I mean, like if we're talking a hundred pounds at $3,000 and that product needs to come back. Wow. And yeah. That's the other factor, right? Cause the hemp farm bill didn't pass. I mean, right when CBD was the, the new, the new sexy, 
the, the new black or whatever. Uh, you know, everybody wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, people like you and I who've been watching the market and been preaching and talking about like how hemp and, and cannabis can save our planet. Uh, it will. Yeah. But like, I want that cash flow because that cash flow has to fund the batteries and the building materials. So you need the the illicit THC buzz cash flow, and then also the CBD, the, the therapeutic cash flows to fund the research for like uh, graphene and then also the um, uh, the building materials. So that's going to be really interesting. But that stuffs that's that's cannabis twenty thirty four. You know, that's not cannabis. 2022 well that's because there's just that still that unfair advantage to the bigger companies right the the mom pops the the crafts they you know you better you gotta hit every time everything you do yeah. gotta be correct right because like you know or or just take that three hundred thousand dollars out of the budget but uh, they can then just raise more stock if they have a bad uh, uh oh, we, we we missed well go sell some more shares yeah. uh, like There's that, or the the tax aspect as well. So you have a failed crop because of the it's not over regulation. It's regulation. It's, it's legit. Something can go wrong. There's you know something could have happened. Nobody's fault. You know, and then of course you'll do some. Um, what do they call that? The crime scene investigators, forensic oh, yeah. shit. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, twenty thirty area because I don't think because of that high barrier. It's just this is going to be this imbalance until you know the market is still leaning towards the people with big money, deep pockets that can lose and waste it. Correct. Period. Correct. You know? Yeah, that's 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 what happens to me. I'm just sitting here and like oh, I get emails and people are asking about you know that and oh licenses money money licenses huh you know what I'm saying? Well, that's like, the thing. Well, I, I support what you deal. do. Yeah, but, yeah, like a lot of people won't support what you do because like they're they're like ah oh, business bad. Business bad, but business no, is man. Social equity loves it because social equity is like, oh, you mean we get in on that business? Yeah, you get. But we're always cut out. Not this time. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, ideally, dude, uh, it's just weird. If, if cannabis was legal, like from the get go, you, you and I probably would have never met. I wouldn't even be on a YouTube with you. Like, right. I would just be like, I don't know, a bad poet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would find another path. There would be not this thing that I'm so mad and angry and think that people sh- it's a, it's, it's a right. Right. You know, you, you don't see breast cancer patients losing their jobs, trying to advocate for, you know, ending breast cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't, you don't. But then uh, I always wonder if like we're swept under the rugs with uh, other crimes that are trying to advocate not being a crime anymore. Now, could you imagine that? It's like, well, this whole murder thing, what if, you know, in that instance, is it okay to kill the guy? And like, and you're trying to like lobby for that particular thing. It just sounds so silly that you would be lobbying to like change a criminal law. Like we've already decided that this is bad. Okay. Moving on. You're a criminal. Right. Don't you know you have an endo murder system in your body? I mean, like, <laughs> do you have an endo murder system? Can that be a defense, Your Honor? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, due to some cognitive defect, I was actually born with a murder system. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally. This is the one cause that, again, it's not going to be fulfilled for another 30 years i don't think not not in the sense yeah. that that we get big broccoli right like i've been like oh like here in washington state i can do that i can be like i'm not doing it for you, you go to the store and go pick it up 
Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a nice, it's like having a liquor store option. Mm-hmm. And, and then how many other states I can go to where you can just walk in and, and, you know, it's the weirdest feeling in the beginning, like with the pot shop back in when it was medical, when you walk into this place full of weed, you're like, am I going to get followed when I leave here? Are there, you might. And, yeah. <laughs> in the early days though, that's how it used to be. There was a lot of that, but none of that's happening now, man. You know, people, I think we overfeared too much because we've been so worried about going to jail and it's with rightful cause that we've been worried about certain things. Right, man. I tell you, it's one of those deal, deals which you just don't you really don't know where it's going to go. And, and uh, the what we're fighting for is so uh, multifaceted and, and there's just so many different flavors and styles of it that we should really appreciate all the bevy of the diversity. That is uh, the name that strain segment. <laughs> We got, ooh, look how frosty that is. Mm, it is frosty. It's frosty, it's purpley, and the hairs have not clearly been clipped by uh, automatic uh, trimmers. Hints of purple. Um, very tiny hints, though, but. Very tiny hints, but they're definitely there. I can see them, too. Oh, my God. Merry Christmas. Chad Westport comes in, dunks over everybody. Wedding cake, a.k.a. Triangle, triangle Mints number 23. Pink cookies in Canada, because Canada cannot do branding correctly. Birthday cake, wedding cake, indica strain. According to Leafly and Weed Maps, this is a cross between a triangle kush and animal mints. According to WikiLeaf and All Buds, it's a cross between cherry pie and Girl Scout cookie. Proof once again that nobody knows anything. Chad's like, hold on, let me just show you my knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) And so back to that like crazy bullshit of like 2034 that will never happen. Mm -hmm. We got the new Pinkertons, a private security outfit, raids platforms to California, talking points memo. This is crazy. And if you don't know what the Pinkertons are, uh, it was the mining industry, right? uh, That they were uh, they were like a security force that forced miners when they're on strike. And I was at the 40s, the 30s. And Um, may have been the uh, are you talking about the G-men? Well, the Pinkertons, they were uh, the back in the day, they were civilians that were rented out to do mining or to to force the miners to to go mining when they were on strike. Is my does it can you tell that I'm the kid of a lawyer and accountant and not a, uh, a coal miner? Oh, well, that's a good point, but it's a detective agency according to what I'm getting here from Wikipedia. No way, dude. Pinkerton was the enforcer. Type in Pinkerton enforcer. Well, it goes all the way back to 1850 in Chicago, Illinois, a private security contractor. So it may still be whom you are referring to. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So so, uh, they wear camouflage uniforms bearing military style insignia. They ride helicopters over forests of Mendocino County, California, on the state's north coast, equipped with firearms when they cut down illegal marijuana. You mother suckers. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, let's go into what, what else are they doing in there? How are they screwing things up? They aren't the army. They aren't even the police. They are the Pinkertons. They are Lear Asset Management uh, in this instance, as opposed to the Pinkertons. It's a also a private security firm that is attracting a lot of attention for the work that it's doing and the work that it has not done. This is that some of that Blackwater shit, man. But just for weed. Like, why is there so many people with a hard on against weed? Like, why did they like like being mysterious, dropping down from helicopters and chopping down pot plants to then pop them back up by helicopter? Is that fun for them? I could see that being fun. 
Where's your pride? Well, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, but I mean, where's the pride, though? I just ruined another person's life or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking something because it's bad. It's wrong. And that's my job. I'm saving people. You know, um, I'm assuming that's why they talk like that. But I don't know. I what a good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we're, I just lost my. Pinkertons were also used as guards in coal, iron, and lumber disputes in Illinois, Michigan, New York, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, as well as the Great Railroad Strike of 1877 and the Battle of Blair Mountain in 1921. Crazy. Yeah, see, they're, they're just. And, and then the horror stories of them beating people and got away with it. So, uh, Paul Trout, uh, Lear Assessment Management, 55-year-old founder, spoke with TPM for more than 30 minutes earlier this week to describe what his company does and why, why they do it. They seem they see themselves filling a void that law enforcement cannot. You cocks. Mm, mm, void. Mm. <laughs> now, what did, uh, what did Mr. Trout say about what law enforcement just doesn't have? Doesn't have the means to take care of it any longer. Yeah, this this is what Tourette's kicks in. All kinds of well, again, but then you know you're subbing out the police powers to a private contracting company, and so if the private contracting company violates another person's right, do we sue both of you? You know, do we sue the private detective company and the community that hired them, or how does that work? You know, it, it, well, oh, you'll be dead. Okay, I'd forgotten. They just murder, but that has to catch up to them. You just can't murder. Ask Blackwater. Years I don't know about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, there's going to be money and legislation that's going to divide them and the common guy. Like, that's messed up that, you know, they're enabling this. They, they're allowing it. This should be totally illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Demonstrate the historical precedence for what they're doing now in this county of 88,000 at the edge of the California Redwoods. And so it's at the edge of the California Redwoods that these uh, the Lear company, this law enforcement subcontractor, comes in and steals your plants. In a phone interview with TPM, Mendocino County Sheriff Tom Allman seemed a little uncomfortable with having armed contractors operating in his territory. You should. You, you should, should be uncomfortable. Should. Yeah. Armed contractors. Well, who hired them? He said that he hasn't been given any evidence that Lear has infringed on marijuana growers' rights, and he would be quick to investigate any such accusations. Trout, I'm going to call this guy Trout, asserted that his team had only ever conducted raids on private land where they've been hired to work. So private land. So so a citizen owned this land. Mm-hmm. Decided to have a grow. This is, we're not talking about Mexican cartel grows in the middle of the forest. We're talking about someone who owns their land, paperwork, title, everything involved. I'm not running away and just disappearing. This is crazy, man. <laughs> Yep. And he said he mentioned something that is one of the reasons why the public policy argument against these types of uh, services being there. Uh, you can't have uh, Fourth Amendment restrictions when you have a private person has hired uh, some third party contractor. You, you can witness a felony or misdemeanor or any public nuisance in your presence. And you have the ability uh, to affect that arrest. And you go to the point where using force is the equal force of the person that you're arresting. Yeah, it's um, that should be so outlawed. I mean, what yeah. training are these guys getting besides breaking kneecaps? Like, yeah. that's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can witness something and then have the ability to affect that arrest, making a citizen's arrest over there. Uh, and uh, that's just something else. And it? it could also well, be a byproduct of how Lear and I think his name is Tuit or Truitt. 
I mean, because the T-R-O-U-E-T-T-E, so Truett or Trout, Trout. present themselves. <laughs> a widely circulated video online, haven't seen it, produced in tandem with a Jerry Mello foundation shows the group in its natural habitat oh this would be fun so uh that that might be something for you guys to watch uh, you can see this group the jerry mellow foundation and they are all decked out in military style fatigues and armed i love this uh, sentence the california department of fish and wildlife said that a seventy-eight thousand dollar grant that they awarded to the nonprofit of which trout is a member the mendocino county blacktail association was used to hire lear for environmental cleanup Wow, there is so much dirty here. Yep. I tell you, but it's just something else because this is in California. And so the prejudice against the plant where it's been legal the longest, even though in some parts of the state, it's not. And you can see like the private ownership. So like who hates weed so much that they own that land so that they can do that type of crap? Do we have a, a no shit news uh, bumper or, or we do. I saw coming? Or shit I didn't see coming. No, I or saw this I didn't one coming. Know. Yeah. Oh, you saw this one coming? I, I, we talked about it, man. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, well, let, well you could, uh, we can trail off into the next story with that bumper. Which one? Now, let me just uh, go to... Oh, yeah, that's that a good one. Virginia lawmakers already discussing speeding up retail marijuana sales. Virginia Mercury. I, I talked about this, man. They were already speeding up the, the legalization date. Mm-hmm. You got to slow walk things and then you go real fast. Virginia lawmakers are already discussing speeding up the three day, the three year delay between marijuana legalization last month and the beginning of retail sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dell, what is that? What's the deal? Uh, Hall, uh, Delaware, a delegate, Delaware. Paul Kritzek. Uh, he is a Democrat from Alexandria, Virginia. We have legalized the use of marijuana, but we have not legalized the actual purchase of marijuana. I kind of go for the southern thing. You're doing it. What we need to do is get the safe sales of marijuana out there as soon as possible. I don't, know, I don't know if your uh, your Virginian accent held through the possible, but it was still pretty good. And uh, members of these commissions are outlining a proposal from the state's four licensed medical marijuana producers to begin selling recreational customers while the broader market ramps up, a.k.a. rent-seeking behavior from the existing four medical operators to get their monopoly money in Virginia while the getting's good before the social equity wave comes uh, maybe in 2023. Well, and then the infrastructure still hasn't been developed, right? So they're just in a rush to, like, figure out how to do that. Members of the commission outlined a proposal from the state's four licensed medical marijuana producers to begin selling recreational customers while the broader marketplace ramps up. Interesting. So you got four people legally grown right now. Now you got to figure out, what, four stores? What are you going to do there, buddy? Seriously. Yeah, but he's worried that, you know, if they don't uh, go now, uh, all the illicit market will just be out there operating and getting fat on the hog uh, while the industry itself uh, doesn't really move and get open to uh, new entrants. You think they just saw like missing tax revenue, hearing about uh, uh, Illinois's billion dollars brought out by this year, Washington State's billion dollars brought out? There might be something to this legalization thing. And no one died? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. 
we got the yep. uh, but they're worried about this uh, fast thing and how it's going to hurt the state social equity program. And we're going to have to kind of watch that as the social equity aspect of the law, the, the law that they passed was substantial. And it created um, it would have created a lot of interesting uh, license awards and new companies that, you know, you could be broke for all intents and purposes. And then the next day you're a paper millionaire. So, well, I think we need to get again, Chelsea Higgins back on. Cause uh, she helped expedite a lot of this. And when we had her on before legalization happened, uh, you know, they didn't even invite her to the signing. You know, I would have thought, Hey, let's bring all the advocacy groups that help bring this a lot, but not there. Mm-mm. But that is the House Majority Leader, Charlene Herring, also a Democrat from Alexandria, saying she's skeptical or in this plan is actually going to end up hurting the state's social equity program. So that's the House Majority Leader. Uh, it may not happen then. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens in committee, maybe or, or even next year. They might just speed up, but then they need... They need to get the uh, the regulations out. They need to get the process and the procedure for the the licensing program. And so, if you're watching for Virginia, call people like your uh, representatives and tell them to watch what they're doing in Connecticut. How quickly that you can create a lottery that a lot of people can access, and then you can draw those social equity licenses first, and then everybody else. And then you have so long to get the rest of your application done. Because like, I'm going to charge eighty grand. Yeah. Either way, you know. Well, I it's just think it's really difficult to get my success fees then, though. That would suck. Oh, well. But I think they're overthinking the regulation part. Like, all you got to do is, you know, a little infrastructure, a uh, little little regulation on the, the testing requirements, mm-hmm. you know, and, and boom, you're good to go. And then they can do the other stuff later, like seed to sell tracking if they really have to do that. Oh, uh, you are overlooking that state's regulation. They already have seed to sales tracking already built into it. Oh, so definitely. that's going to be something. It's Again, it's plutonium state. Hmm. Interesting. But you know, it's funny because the the other reason why they probably rushed it up is because more than half Americans have tried marijuana. More than half Americans have tried marijuana, according to the Gallup polling organization. The percentage of U.S. adults who say they have tried marijuana has ticked up to 49 percent. So almost half the highest Gallup that has measured to date. More than 50 years ago, just 4 percent said they tried the drug. But the percentage surpassed 20 percent in 1977, 30 percent to in 85 and 40 percent in 2015. Amazing. Wow. After legalization, though, when everybody, you know, how many times I've seen people walk into a pot shop and they're just like, wow, this is this is this is what marijuana is. I, I, I didn't want to try it until it was legal. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I have to respect that. But the same token, why? why? I don't know. believe everything. You're, did you believe in Santa Claus? How long would you they wait? Do. They do. Santa Claus, Disney, Easter Bunny, the Bears in the uh, Super Bowl. They believe in all of these things. And um, that's just the world that we live in. But 49 percent admitting. But that makes sense because about 49 percent of the population now lives in a legal state. And I just think that if you are answering this survey in Louisiana, you're more circumspect in admitting the truth to a third party on the phone that could be the DEA and a wire for all you know, as opposed to being in California where you're like, yeah, it's legal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why I don't trust a lot of these polls, because a lot of times when people are filling these out in those prohibition states, you're doing this. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) Who is this? Who is this again? You know? Seriously. Are you a cop? You got to tell me. You know, that's what you're asking. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the greatest freaking uh, uh, myth out there, man. I love it, though. I love that, you know. Uh, but anyway, the, the study from Gallup also said a much smaller prop, uh, proportion of the United States actually smokes marijuana. 12% so say that they smoke marijuana. A percentage of current marijuana smokers has been re- you know, rising steadily. Varying between 11 and 13 percent after increasing from 7 percent, Gallup initially measured in 2013. My people, the 12 percent. Mm-hmm. But I can't believe it is uh, actually reported as being that low. I suppose that the other people and then if you look at the if you look at the data regarding the sales, the data is approximately 50 percent flour and 50 percent non-flour products. Uh pretty pretty close i mean like you know it's we could get the actual data as it's reported but it changes it's it's trending data you know yeah uh, and, and so that means that maybe there's another 12 percent that are using the products and, and so then you'd have 24 percent. but i bet it's a venn diagram and not you know two oh, yeah. particular circles but and then again only 12 percent are willing to admit that they're consumers every day guaranteed that's a higher number right it's one thing to say i tried it in high school one time another thing like yeah. hey bob marley <laughs> right even uh even alcoholics are going to say they drink in moderation yeah apparently i only have three beers a week right there you go <laughs> hey we got some really cool stock news real quick though oh let's run some stock news U.S. cannabis firm Pharmacan plans IPO as New York weed legalization lifts demands, demand of sources rooters. Shout out to Pharmacan. According to their uh, trade dress, they are changing the way people view cannabis. That is Pharmacan, and they do have an office in Chicago, Illinois, and a business development officer. How are you going to change the way when you name your goddamn company Pharma? Can. (laughs) Pharmacan. It is a positive affirmation of cannabis and pharmacology is one of the original 10 cannabis licenses in New York and has confidentially filed for initial public offering that could be valued at well over a billion dollars. Sources familiar with the matter told Reuters. The plan IPO would help Pharmacan raise funds before New York state begins recreational weed sales expected sometime next year. That is a reason to go long Pharmacan because they're going to just dominate the empire state. Also know that one. Oh yeah, definitely. This is what you get at cannabis legalization news. State num- name reminders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, state, uh, yeah, uh, nicknames. State nicknames. Pharmacan uh, has tapped Canadian investment bank Canaccord Genu- Genuity for the offering. Canaccord is expected to be the lead underwriter, while more banks are likely to be hired. The source has said. So before these guys can get in a market, they got to be in a bank. I I don't understand. That's okay. Uh, Here is a brief like hold on. thirty thousand. Everybody go. go. Okay. Okay. Just everybody smoke up and I'll just tell you a little bit about how uh, this will work. The market. Uh, you, right. And so you have equity ownership in a particular company and those stocks are worth something. And so you're going to have somebody underwrite this and they're going to provide a valuation and eventually a market for your securities. Uh, that's how you get these stocks to be priced at a particular dollar amount. And then a capital company, they provide an opinion letter very often regarding why that price is the right price for the stock. And then bang, you, the company, have sold that many to the general public and you've raised that much revenue. Now, can you imagine if you can't start 
paying all your administrative costs with that money because that would be considered trafficking and it would be subject to IRC 280E. You've created all this revenue by the sale of securities. Now you're, do you have to book that as income? I think you do. I'm not a CPA, so don't go home into that. But uh, now if you try to pay your salaries and all this other stuff, uh, that stuff will be disallowed and you will be audited. Uh, so it's, it's just crazy the world that we live in. And that's one of the reasons why uh, a lot of the cannabis companies are often in uh, problems with capital or uh, right. getting audited. But that, by the IRS. So, I mean, according to your the model, does that mean that there should be like two sets of book, one to pay for the, the staff and the other one to raise funds that goes no, directly to business? Know, the methodology that you would should employ, and if you want this, this is why you would call me and you go to cannabisindustrywire.com <laughs> and get in touch with me because that's when I would explain how you're going to need a pass-through entity to hold the profits prior to then taking the administration costs out to disambiguate the cogs from the um, uh, OPEX. And, and so you could just book them differently and say, okay, now you can charge it because you've already paid your taxes. And this is why you need a banking lawyer. See, like, I'm just like people in the, the cannabis industry, right? The, the people are the people I see sometimes the, the consultants that have, I look at people's past experience, right? This is why when you and I have been doing advocacy and I never really saw anything I want to sell. And now that we realize that the manufacturing world's getting involved and I have an angle now that I can get into the grown up side mm-hmm. of things. Right. Excited. Right. This is, but people need, this is why people also lose a lot of money. Cause they just throw it at somebody who says I done it. I done it and I got a website from Wix and mm-hmm. then the, and then they lose because they didn't vet this person. So I'm just I'm just pointing that out. That's all. It's uh, an industry full of hustlers, man. Speaking of, let's hustle up of. shirt and then uh, wrap it up. So if you do want to get one of these tour shirts, don't forget to give us an email somewhere. How about the email? Um, how should they get in contact with us, Lauren? Lauren, how would you prefer that they get in contact with us yeah email set or me at lauren at cannabis legalization news and we'll send you a shirt we got several colors like how many like half a dozen yeah i got blue like gray uh, another flavor of gray uh black and white yeah sweet oh, and, it's green. and it's green then too oh, yeah, yeah. So hit me up and thanks for tuning in, everyone. We had to move some uh, news over because there's so much news these days. So we're going to talk about it on Sunday, but make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Sunday. There we go.